You're listening to Panthers on Tap. I'm Curtis Brown, joined by Bryson Carbley. We're just two fans sharing our love for the game in Carolina Panthers football. So join us, crack open a cold one, some bubbly, a little wine, some scotch. We don't care, whatever makes you sleep better at night. Before we dive into the episode, a little self-promotion. Stop what you're doing. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap. Join the discussion on our Facebook group. We have over 2,500 members. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Just search Panthers on Tap. Panthers country, let's roar. Another win at home. It was a great weekend to be a Panthers fan. Bryson, how are we feeling? Feeling like Sam Darnold's back, baby. No, nah, I'm, I'm just playing, of course. Uh, he, We all know he's got a, a couple of these games in him. And the uh, biggest issue with him is the consistency. So we'll see if he can, you know, stack a couple wins coming off of this nice game. But um, I was just happy to uh, be able – well, I wasn't at the game, but I'm sure it was nice to leave the stadium and feel good about a win. Yeah, Sam Darnold looking more like Chris Kringle, man. (laughs) With that beard, I'm loving it. But, yeah, it was good. It was a good win. Uh, weather was great. It was very shitty in the morning, rained a lot. I mean, there was, we were walking into the parking lot to the roaring riot tailgate and some car was a jackass and came flying through there and just a wave of water. I'm not even kidding. Just a wave of water came over, Jesus. <laughs> soaked us, soaked uh, me and my friend who were walking to the game. But yeah, it was very, very wet pregame. And then the sun came out and it was beautiful. It was like a freaking summer day. It was great. Um, but let's recap the game a little bit here. Um, we'll start with a guy that you love to criticize. And we'll get we'll start with that. And that's Brian Burns. He would like an apology from you uh, saying he's not worth the top 10 money. <laughs> what do you got to say about that? He's rolling right now. Yeah, I'm. Uh, my stance isn't looking so good on that right now, which you know I am happy about. I am not upset that I, so far up to this point, have been wrong. But let's see if he can continue to do it and show up week in and week out, which he has been doing lately. Um, I uh, I think absolutely at this point you have no choice but to pay him. He's he's really he's kind of molding into that game record player that, you know, I've been asking him to be. And especially this past weekend in that game, Broncos game, if he wasn't swatting a pass, he was, you know, sacking the quarterback or tackling the backfield for a loss or uh, stripping Russell Wilson for a fumble. I mean, he he had a, a hell of a game, uh, absolute hell of a game. And I was really just impressed and happy to see that. So, I have a feeling he's going to reset the edge market. And I don't know if that's going to be very conducive for Carolina, kind of a a team with a lot of holes, but you have no choice at this point. Yeah, he is – he just keeps exceeding expectations. Force, you know, last four games he's had a sack at least in each one of those to this last game. He's now at the – finally at the threshold of 10 – and we have six, five, six, how many games? Five games left in this season for the Panthers, the bye weeks this weekend. So, again, he I'm sure he's going to build off of that, and he's starting to add to his 
toolbox, the moves he's got, you know, he's got the speed rush, he's got the power. Now he's, you know, speed to power type technique. And it's starting to come all full circle for him, which has been good. I, I tweeted out on her account earlier this week. Right now he's like in the top five um, with sacks and tied for top five in a pretty good company with Matthew Judon, Parsons, Garrett, and Bosa. He doesn't and, have the same amount of sacks as Judon. No, 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 but he's in that top five category. Oh, That's who's okay. around him, yeah. Okay. And he's got more hurries than any one of those guys, which is not which surprising. Is a pretty good company. Um, but, yeah, he's playing really well right now. And, you know, a game where the week leading up to it, Steve Wilkes said, you know, star players need to play like star players. They really showed up across yeah. the board, the star players, and that Brian Burns was just one of them. I mean, J.C. Horn, I feel like if I, – I know they're not on the field at the same time, but he he showed out better than Sertan did this yeah. weekend. He did. Um, but, yeah, Brian Burns was one of the guys I wanted to mention, and also D.J. Moore really had a, you know, a solid bounce-back game, went from 24 yards – the previous week versus Baltimore where, you know, him and Baker just couldn't get on the same page to 103 yards against a pretty good defense. They're top, top 10 defense, I believe in the league. Yep. They're really good against the run. Um, and, you know, DJ Moore made Pat Sertain look like Ben A. Ben Wickery out there. I mean, he was, <laughs> he was dominating him. That one, the 50 yard bomb that Sam hit him on was, I mean, he was he was chasing him a couple yards behind mm -hmm. in that one, from what I saw. But yeah, DJ had a really good game. Another player that I thought had a really good game was Shaq Thompson. Um, he he made tackles when he had to, and uh, definitely had probably his best game of the season, in my opinion. And uh, and then Jeremy Chin as well, probably his best game since he's been back from injury. So uh, all around good effort from the defense. Uh, obviously, I mean the the uh, Broncos offense isn't very good, but uh, the week prior, Russell Wilson didn't look incompetent or as bad as he did versus Carolina. So that's a you know a, a good thing for Carolina's defense to to build off of and um, to go into the bye week. I'm sure they're excited and to to go into the bye week with a win and then look looking forward to Seattle and and really a good offense um, out in Seattle. So uh, it. Shout out to the defense um, on offense. You know, obviously Foreman, another great game from him. Uh, I mean, there not much can be said. I mean, he's just consistent. Uh, I know he's had a couple of games where he struggled to get going, but I mean, when when they when they hand him the ball and he gets to that, I think even Wilk said it the the twenty carry threshold. He he puts solid numbers up on a consistent basis. Yeah, I thought I saw a stat. I don't know where I, I think I heard this during the game because I was watching the game back a little bit yesterday that Foreman is like top five or top seven over the last five weeks in yards. Like he's in the top half of the league at, you know, running the ball. He's, yeah. And I mean, he came in, you know, after the Christian McCaffrey trade and just, <laughs> he is a freaking bulldozer, man. He is such a nice addition and it's crazy to think that he wasn't playing the first five weeks of the season really absolutely which is and crazy. uh i really hope that they 
move on from Chuba this offseason. Uh, he he didn't have a horrible game, I guess, but uh, he's just every time he gets the ball, like nine times out of ten, um, he does have that one one time ever, out of every ten that he'll bust on the outside and like kind of break a little bit. But nine times out of ten, he's running directly into his offensive lineman's back and falling down. Uh, he has no vision whatsoever. So every time I see him touch the ball, it just irks me and makes me so pissed. But dude, I so I didn't see this when I was at the game, but I was I, I saw the first half yesterday on TV, and I thought of you on the play. It was it was the I don't know it was third down early second quarter maybe. They threw it to Chuba. He had him on the outside, and I think it was Aquanu was running with him. And yeah. he didn't wait for Aquanu to get the block. He rushed it and got mm-hmm. tackled, and it went to fourth and one, and that's when they actually went for it on that down. Yeah. But if Chuba waited, he probably would have had three, four, five yards, but he got to him. And I'm like, what are you doing? I didn't see that at the stadium. When I saw that, I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, he 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 just has no patience and no vision and no hands, and his pass protection sucks. I mean, th- there's really no reason he gets as much playing time as he does. But uh, the Panthers need a kick returner, though. I mean, or a punt returner. Uh, Blackshear is a good kick returner, but punt returner is a whole different game, and he's just not comfortable back there. I mean, with the muff punt that he did have uh, – I don't know what happened to RJ Roberts. I mean, it's like the guy doesn't exist anymore. I mean, he didn't have a season end- ending injury. I I thought to start the year, it, it sounds like it was something minor that he would just go on IR for a couple of weeks and he was going to be back. But the guy's like non-existent right now. I mean, you, you don't even hear his name anymore. Uh, I mean, that would be a, a great addition to have back for the punt return team and kick return. And uh, I, I th- Blackshear actually leads the league in kick return average. Right now, they said that during the broadcast of of the game this past Sunday, which I didn't know that. But uh, average per uh, per kick return, he leads the league right now. So that's pretty damn good for Blackshear on kick return. But yeah, he's but, solid. He is solid yeah. in kick return. But punt returns just a different game. So he had no business going after that. He should have let that yeah. just bounce, just because that could have. T- if Denver was the offense, you know, you play any other team that's decent, they were putting that in the touchdown. So oh yeah, definitely. That could have really changed the game. But, yeah, they do need to find someone there, and this bye week might give them some time. I'm sure Shy Smith is going to come back, and they might give him another knock um, or another chance at it. Um, But, yeah, that's something they definitely need to clean up. I really like what they're doing in the run game we're just talking about is, you know, those jumbo formations with Cade Mays at fullback. Yeah, I love that. I see. I love that. And even Cam Irving, he's they're putting six O linemen out on the offensive line, and he's done a pretty good job. And that was kind of the role I think they kind of envisioned for him that he wasn't, you know, supposed to be that starter last year, and that was kind of what they were looking for. And he's he's played well too. And that you know that run game has really gotten going. Credit to Bozeman as well. Since he's come in at center, that power run game has really flourished uh, behind him as well. So just hats off to those guys. They played well. Like Iaquanu, I don't think he had a flag on Sunday. He didn't, I know Christensen yeah. had one. A couple. He had a holding, he had a holding call that I remember. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I mean, they. I don't think – Sam Darnold – that was his first game. He wasn't sacked ever, right? I think that's what it was. Something like oh, that. Gosh, was, I don't know. 
I didn't know that. I, I, I don't think he was – he wasn't sacked in the game. I don't know if it was his first game ever where he wasn't sacked all game, but it was like one of three or something like that. So they and, kept and, him clean. Yeah, and, and shout out to Sam. Uh, he he had pretty good park, pocket awareness all day. I mean, it, it wasn't a clean pocket on every single drop back pass. So he stepped up when he had to and, and, and kind of cleared space when he needed to and, and ran when he had to. And, uh, I mean, Sam – Really had a good game, top to bottom. Uh, he was smart with the ball, put, gave his receivers chance when they needed to, made made the passes when he had to, when, when you needed it most. Um, you mentioned the fifty yard bomb to DJ Moore. That was an absolutely beautiful pass, and then the flick to the back of the end zone that gave, he gave DJ a chance. I mean, like we said uh, last week before the game started, I said Sam Darnold's going to sling that bitch to DJ Moore. It doesn't matter if he's open or not, and he did. And uh, DJ Moore was open, so uh, it, it was a good game from Sam. And uh, he just—it's just so frustrating because he has—he can play like this. He is—he is a a player that has talent, but it just—is he a talented player all the time? Is, is something that he's just failed to show up to this point in his career? And I'm—I'm I'm not falling for the trap of you know Sam. <laughs> Sam's <laughs> Sam's the guy, but. Uh, he is a solid backup. I, I will say that. And I think that, um, like you had talked about last week, I asked you, uh, I think Sam would be a good backup to have in Carolina. He's a good teammate. He hasn't, you know, he, he's been, he was the starter last year. Then he went to the third string this year and he just threw out it all. I mean, just like Baker has been, he's, he's been a solid teammate cheering for the other guys when they're in. And um, I think Sam has, has shown that he at least can earn a backup role in this league. So uh if he can stack a couple of wins then and, and plays well, then you know maybe he's shown other teams that maybe he deserves a chance somewhere else to be a starter. Um, I'm just not wanting it in Carolina at this point. But, but yeah, good game from Sam overall. Yeah, that touchdown to DJ drifting back in the pocket, remind, and we talked about it last week, reminded me a lot of that Washington preseason game. It was very yeah. similar, corner of the end zone, same side, everything. So that that was good to see. He's still got to clean up. He had that fumble in the third quarter. He's really lucky the ball bounced the way it did. That I really think that could have changed the game a little bit there. Yeah. Um. He just got lucky. They're calling it the the stop, drop, and roll. Very Sam Darnold esque. Just kind of <laughs> weird type play. But hey, he he made the most of it. He jumped on the ball and did what he had to do to get in the end zone. So I can't knock him for that. But yeah, overall he played. He managed the game, and that's what they wanted. It wasn't overly flashy, but it wasn't boring. You got to see some deep shots, some balls more down the field, and hopefully that progresses here. And now Sam is going to get another week, a bye week to kind of – I know they get off this week. Excuse me. Get off this week, but give him some time more in the offense before he's got to go back out there and play again. So – yeah, I thought overall he played pretty well. And it, it, we've seen P.J. Walker now play pretty well in this offense. We've seen Sam Darnold play pretty well in this offense. And we've seen Baker Mayfield fail to play. Non-existent. A resemblance of any start of a uh, of a starting quarterback in this league. I mean, I, I just don't understand what happened to Baker Mayfield. But P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold have shown that this offense can move the ball a little bit at least. 
And with Baker, it seems like it's a three and out on every single drive he comes in or it's a tip pass for an interception. Like, it's just. Yeah, it is. It's strange. It really is. Because, he. I mean, he's played with several coaches besides Stefanski and hasn't looked this bad. So, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just weird. It's He's definitely Absolutely. playing himself out of a starting role. That's for damn sure going into next year. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. The game, we're going with Bryson again this week for the pick. He was right last week picking Miami. This week, he's taking the Cleveland Browns to cover. They are favored by seven. He's got them covering Deshaun Watson's game back in Houston. He's got them this week, so look for that one. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, and you will get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code TPPN. Let's talk about Steve Wilkes because there's a lot of chatter about him. You had some big words last week. I kind of want to get your kind of want to get your feeling on where things stand. Now we're at the bye week. He's played. God, I forgot to write this down. He's played seven weeks, correct? Matt Rule had five. He said seven. They're three and four under him. Is yeah, that right? That, I think that's right. So three and four on the year under Steve Wilkes. Um, hasn't gotten a first road win yet. He finally beat a team outside the NFC South. He finally went for it, made a gutsier call this past week in Carolina territory, fourth and one. They end up converting, leads to a touchdown. So what's it going to take from Steve Wilkes to win you over? Um, Yeah, it's going to take a lot more than just one week of going for it once on fourth down and beating a very bad offense at home. I uh, I think that Wilkes is – I mean, they're going to have to rattle off some wins against teams they're not supposed to beat. So, I guess it would be the Seahawks and maybe the Bucks again. But uh, the Lions is going to be a tough game. Uh, I mean, we just saw the Steelers beat the Colts, which I know the Colts are going through their own issues. But, uh, you know, it's not going to be a, a cakewalk for through these next five games. It is an easier part of a schedule overall, but – these teams are wanting to win just as bad as Carolina does that we're going to be playing. And um, I think if they, they got five games left, if they can win three of the five, then maybe, you know, I'm I'm more apt to say, yeah, let's just give Wilkes another year or two and see what he does. But I'm, I'm still on, on the side of I just want a fresh start in Carolina. I just want – it's nothing against Wilkes. It's nothing against, you know, anybody on the roster right now or on the coaching staff. I just want a fresh start, and I just want – somebody to bring in their new coaching staff top to bottom. Uh, and if they were to keep Wilkes around, you know, as a defensive coordinator, I'd be perfectly fine with that. But I just want a new tenure of a, of a head coach in Carolina that we haven't had before and uh, just want him to take us to new 
place this new heights, so hopefully a Super Bowl win um, that we haven't had before. So uh, Wilkes is a solid coach. He's the old school defensive minded head coach uh, that just, I mean, we saw it like two weeks, two weeks ago, he's going to take a five yard penalty to give his punter more room. So I'm going for it on fourth and three. Um, he did give him credit. Yes, he did go for it this, this past week and it led to a touchdown drive, I believe it was, or a field goal, uh, one of the two, but it, he's a, he's a coach that's not going to do that very often. Uh, and he's, he's a coach that is going to rely on his defense for better or worse. Um, and I, I guess it, it may be a situation of, you know, the defense is much better than the offense is right now. That's not very hard to argue, but um, you got to score points in this league to win. So I just, I'm still on the side of fresh new face in Carolina is probably the best thing for Carolina at this point. Yeah, I'm torn. I really am because part of me is liking what he's doing and everything. And then I'm kind of on the side of, yeah, I'd like to see a new regime in here and get under that Ron Rivera. Um, what's the word for it? Uh, coaching tree, if you want to say that. So I think it's going to take more wins. I get he's won the locker room over. It's clear they're playing for him. They, you know, he's clearly got a culture starting to build here, but it's got to come with wins. And I think they have to finish the season off strong. I had a coworker ask me today, what, you know, what do you think of Steve Wilkes? What's it going to take? And I think three to four wins, you might, it might be worth bringing him back again. Um, Panthers are flirting right now. They're what a game and a half back of the division. Yeah. Which is insanity at this point with them being four and eight. But, you know, if, if Wilkes can string together that, you know, Ron Rivera was always good. November, December, he always had the teams playing well. If he can get to that point and have the Panthers peaking at the right time, I think he's got a really good shot. He's winning at home. Matt Rule didn't win at home. Uh, he's got the locker room behind him. You know, every week you see guys saying, you know, he really deserves a shot. So, yeah, it's going to be tough to go against him if he rattles off three, four wins here. Yeah. I think for sure. I mean, if they make playoffs, I think he has to come back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if they make playoffs, you have no choice but to bring it back. I mean, he he took over the team at, at what, two and – what was it, two and four or something? Uh, Two and whatever it was. One and four. One, one and four. Uh, whatever he took it over at. I mean, he's he's definitely – if he can turn that around midseason or whatever, a little bit before midseason point um, to a, make a playoff run, even though our division's terrible, uh, there's you have no choice but to bring him back. I mean, that's, that's just – like David Tepper said in his uh, press conference, has to do a, like an amazing job, an outstanding job, and incredible job. And that would be what that is, is if Wilkes can get this team to the playoffs, uh, battling through what he has battled through at the quarterback position and with injuries to the roster on the defense. And, I mean, he's – if he can get to the playoffs, I'm all – I'm on board. Bring him back. Yeah, I'll say this, though, and I, I'm starting to see this now already with fans online, is <clears throat> Tepper has his cards stacked – or not Tepper. The, whoever becomes the coach, if it's not Wilkes, is already going to have their cards stacked against them in the respect that 
fans are already falling in love with Wilkes. So when this, if this other coach is hired, comes in, there are going to be, there are already going to be pissed off because Wilkes didn't get the job. So that's already starting to build. You're already starting to see people and fans online that really are pulling for Wilkes and they're, they're looking already at who he should come and bring in as an OC or DC and whatever else. And when that, if, if Tepper goes against that and he is playing and he is successful at the end of the season, he doesn't go the Wilkes route. That is, it's already going to leave a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth heading into that coach, which is kind of unfair because it's really not their fault, but the same token, just keep that in mind. Cause I, I can see that building already. Yeah. Yeah, that I, I've I've definitely seen that as well, and um, you know, and I think one of the biggest things for me is if they do bring, they do decide to bring Wilkes back, and it's not a playoff run. If he does get three or four wins, and they say, "All right, let's just bring Wilkes back," um, I would want him to move on from from McAdoo. I think that that's fair, uh, and move on from any Matt Rule yes men that are still on the team, uh, and it would depend on what offensive coordinator he can get. And I mean, it would just be a lot of ifs for me. Um, but bring it back to the original question. Yeah, I'm, I mean, as of it stands right now, I am still on on team fresh new face and and kind of starting starting over with this coaching staff. Yeah, and to make make it quick for for our discussion this past like ten minutes is I'm just wait and see. I want to see yeah. the season as a whole. That's fair. That's and fair. then make and make a decision. It's there's a lot of there's good starting to happen right now, but it's I don't want to jump ship too quick and just make a decision off of a, a seven week stint. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the back half of the season because there are some winnable games here, and I kind of wanted to project out a little bit what you what you think they could do in the last five weeks following the bye week. They got Seattle on the road. Pittsburgh at home, Detroit at home, and then they end the season on the road in Tampa Bay and then New Orleans. Any idea where you think I can give you a little bit of time since I had this? I think three games is is possible for them. At the start of the year, me and you kind of made predictions, and I remember saying eight or nine wins might be enough to get into the playoffs. I never thought eight or nine wins would be enough for the NFC South, but that's literally how bad it is this year, which is insane to me that the Panthers have an outside chance. But I think they could win in Seattle. I think they could beat Pittsburgh. And then between Detroit, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans, I feel like they could get one of those, but I don't know which game it would be. It's tough. Because yeah, Detroit's I'm playing. I mean, they're playing well. They're playing hard right now for Campbell. So it's like, I don't know if they can win two against Tampa Bay. I just think that team is is it's tough to get two wins against them. Yeah, I'm not as comfortable with the Seahawks game as you are. I think that that offense is playing really well, and even their defense is playing well uh, for the most part in Seattle. Although they did just give up 40 to Derek Carr, so. Um, I think that that game is going to be a challenge, especially it being in Seattle. The Panthers have had their struggles there. So um, that one's a tough one. And then the Lions and the Bucks are the three that are most worry- worrisome for me. Like you mentioned, the Lions um, definitely playing well right now. Their offense is one of the best in the league. It just really depends on 
when you catch that defense, if they're playing well or not, uh, it'll be a good game. And then the Bucks, it's just hard to sweep divisional opponents like that with so much talent. Um, the Saints will uh, – I mean, I think the Panthers will win that game, and I think that the Panthers will beat the Steelers. I don't think – I think that the defense is going to smother Kenny Pickett in that game. So um, I could see three wins. I could see four wins. Um, but I think that they would have to get to the four mark to win the division, and that would be hoping the Bucks lose another game besides the game that you play them. Uh, so, uh, a lot of ifs, but there's still definitely a, a, a shot. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I could see a, you know, a, a way where they only win two. Yeah, <laughs> like, so true. it's, it's really tough to say, and it'll be interesting to see how they handle. I know this has been a conversation this week because Wilkes kind of left it open is who is the backup you know, if, if PJ comes back healthy, does Baker slide the three? I think that's a pr- I think that's a real possibility to happen. It sounds like, um, but at this point, I could care less about the backup. I just <laughs> let's see what the rest of the season is. And uh, and real quick, real quick, while we're on the topic, I pulled up the Bucks schedule to finish the season, and they have a three game stretch that's pretty pretty tough. They got the 49ers. Well. This weekend they play the Saints. Then they got the 49ers, the Bengals, and the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals aren't playing great right now, but that's no, still a, that's still a tough Bengals team. Bengals and Niners are tough. Yeah, and then and then they go versus the Panthers, and they finish the season versus the Falcons. So um, the Bing, the Bengals and Niners they could easily lose both of those games. And if and that's uh, that would be not this week, but uh, the following week and the week after that. So that would be the uh, Panthers games versus um the Steelers and Detroit. Uh, the, yeah uh well it would be the the Seahawks and, and Steelers so if uh if they can if the Panthers can manage to get wins versus both of those teams and the Bucks lose both of those games my goodness we're going to be uh talking a different tune i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's crazy it is this season is just all over the place, really across the league where it's – I mean, there that we should not be talking about the Panthers having a chance at division at this point. But, I mean, here we are. NFC East has got th- three or four teams that might – I mean, that whole division might make the playoffs. Has that ever happened before? Is that even yeah. possible? Yeah, it's possible. I, I don't know if, if it has happened before, um, but it is definitely possible. I mean, if it ended today, they would all be in, I think, uh, right now. Um, the Falcons have a pretty easy schedule though. They, I mean, they got the Steelers, the Saints, uh, the Ravens, which will be tough, but then they got the Cardinals and the Bucks. So the Falcons are still in play to win this division too. I mean, they're five and seven, so it's not just. Well, and the Saints are what four and eight too. I mean, they're. I'm not all really kind. They're really kind of all in the mix, but yeah. Before we let you guys go here. We did tease last week that we were supposed to have a pretty big guest this week. They ended up canceling on us, had to postpone. So that interview in that episode, it's, it's going to be a good one whenever we can do it. Uh, it should be coming up in the uh, in coming weeks here. I don't want to say anything further, but just look for that on our uh, platforms, wherever you get your podcast. But that will be coming out soon. We're just 
trying to nail down a time and things just couldn't line up this week coming off the victory. But we will have that for you, and it will be a good one. So stay tuned for that. But we just want to thank everyone for listening and following us on Panthers on Tap podcast. You catch any episode we got wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap for all your analysis and breaking news. And as always... 